Chef, welcome back to the show. It's been a minute, but I'm so glad you're here. Whether you've been a chef for a long time or you aspire to become a chef, all are welcome here. This show is for you. We're all in this together, and I know it's easy to forget that sometimes when all you see is the inside of your kitchen every day, but believe it or not, we all stand with you. I'm your host, Adam Lamb, and this is a very special edition of Chef Life Radio. It's the first show in three years. Normally, we have guests with us, but I was so moved by some of the things I've seen and heard lately that I knew I had to put this one down. Where have I been, you ask? Well, let's just say that I had my own work to do. Wandering in the darkness, uncovering the secrets of living a fulfilling life so I could come back, be a better host, and tell you what they are. Chef Life Radio features heart-centered leaders and chefs who, at the same time, run a profitable, sustainable operation while enjoying the best years of their life so you can become one too. On this show, I need to speak to one of the biggest problems I've witnessed over the years, which most of us have ignored, but since the pandemic has stripped away the glory story of working as a professional chef, it's now right in front of our faces. A little later in the show, I'm going to call it out in a word, read you two messages I got last week to illustrate my point, and I'm going to give you some suggestions on how to deal with it. But first, I have a couple questions for you. Have you had enough yet? How much more can you hang in there with ever-dwindling numbers of cooks or dishwashers with no one coming in the door to apply? You've been through some tough times before. All you need to do is hang in there, right? Doesn't it make you a bit nervous reading all the articles about the great resignation? Now it's not just in our industry, but workers are fleeing all parts of the economy. The entire supply chain has been disrupted. How much more can you take before you get ready to throw in that kitchen towel and apron? Is there any end in sight to ease the load you and your team are shouldering right now? Is there anyone stepping forward in your organization or operation to help? Is anyone reacting to your pleas or are they falling on deaf ears? Why are some operations fully staffed and you're still struggling to fill a schedule? Don't fret, my friend. Help is on the way. Right after the break, stay tuned. This is Chef Life Radio dedicated to inspiring professional chefs working towards a more equitable and sustainable culinary culture. I'm your host, Adam Lamb, and over my 30-year career as a chef and hospitality professional, I have coached and mentored thousands of culinarians who've gone on to lead lives of contribution, community, and authentic leadership. Let me be your guide on this journey together, looking for solutions and perspectives to some of the biggest issues impacting the hospitality industry, our careers, and our lives today. If you love what we're about and want to support the mission of creating a culinary culture and lifestyle that not only serves all of us, but one that we can be proud of, come join the crew at chefliferadiocrew.com, where for a modest fee that helps keep the electricity and Wi-Fi on, you'll be able to access exclusive content such as our monthly Ask Me Anything episode, our raw, down, and dirty raw dog interview outtakes that we like to call On The Dock Specials, and the entire back library of episodes. And now a special thanks to our listeners who made this show possible. Chef Life Radio member crew. We may not be the tip of the spear, but we sure as shit are the sharpest edge. Big shout out to our newest member of the crew, Kristen Costa. She's joining Michael Farver, David Sparacino, David Queen, Alyssa Lamb. Yep, that's my girl, buying her daddy a couple of beers. Deidre Sioko, Tony Granger, Patricia Burke, Erica Parker, Mindy Espinoza, Denise Lopez, Michelle Ciano, Matt Quinlan, and Cody Maxwell. Your donations and subscriptions have made it possible to upgrade equipment, hire an assistant, and a co-producer, because lately, I've become obsessed with getting the word out of a new beginning for our fraternity and craft. 
I salute you. We chef. Chef Life Radio is now part of a network of individuals, support groups, community activists, and podcasts who have all come together to facilitate change in our hospitality culture. If you're in the darkness and believe that no one cares about your pain, click on the partner tab at the website at www.chefliferadio.com and get some immediate assistance. If you want to lend your voice and your energy to make that change real, click on the partners tab on the website and be part of the new hospitality renaissance. Thanks for being here and thanks for everything you do. Welcome back to the show, Chef. I'm Adam Lamb and this is Chef Life Radio. Here's a quote I saw on Tim Ferriss's Facebook post that caught my eye the other day, mainly because I thought he was describing me. Quote, People fall so in love with their pain, they can't leave it behind. The same for the stories they tell. We trap ourselves. And that by his guest, Chuck Palahanek. Makes you think, doesn't it? Have you trapped yourself with the stories that you tell yourself? During this most difficult time of transition in our industry, it's important to question the stories we tell ourselves so they don't become a belief, a thought we think so many times that it becomes a pattern that we come to think of as a truth, either about ourselves or others. In other words, a delusion. You want to deal in truth? Talk to a recovering junkie. They'll set you straight once and for all about freeing yourself from any delusion or false belief you have. It's not about profit or loss for someone in recovery. It's life or death. They don't have the luxury of indulging in or entertaining any delusion that is not based in truth, especially any story that their ego might tell, simply because if they listen, they'll fail in their commitment to sobriety. The ego can be so persuasive right? Hey man, no one's around. Come on. You know you want a drink. Who would know, man? Come on. It's just one. Yeah, for people in recovery, they have to deal in facts. Old friend, a fellow chef and truth teller, James Shirley tells me often, Lamb, free your mind and your ass will follow. Yeah, everybody needs someone like James in their life to keep them on point and headed in the right direction. So in this episode, let's be clear. We've known for the last 10 years or so that our industry was facing a labor shortage. Now it's old news that the pandemic hit the industry like a hammer to the head. The Great Resignation is the catchy little name everyone seems to be using now to describe what every type of business or industry is facing post-COVID to assist us in understanding the challenge of ramping up and scaling our operations. At the same time, workers seem to be inexplicably leaving their positions for greener pastures or choosing to do something else with their lives. But as I said before, We in the hospitality industry have known about decreasing applicant flow for years. So you think we as an industry would have figured out ways to deal with the shortage by now, right? Some smart and heart-centered chefs, leaders, and operators saw this coming from around the corner and did something about attracting talent. But for the most part, owners, partners, nonprofits, and hospitality companies seem to think that it's still the early 2000s when there was a steady stream of applicants for any job posted depressing the wages and keeping them from having to add any benefit of any consequence. I mean, why not? Don't break it if it's not fixed, right? Some of them seem to be confused as to why that strategy is not working now. Let me read a message I got on Facebook to illustrate the point. Katie writes, I'm struggling as a server right now. I've left two jobs recently because of coworkers stealing tables being outright racist and rude. Not to mention the occasional customer. I'm sitting at home right now trying to decide my next move. I work through lockdown, straight back to open. No unemployment pay. Do I continue serving 
Advice would be nice, please. The jobs are out there. I just feel stuck. The great resignation? Really? Why are people leaving the industry? Well, Katie gave us one big hint right there, but we haven't been listening to her. Why should we? I mean, she's just a server. Turns out she's closer to the truth than we've been for a while, and we really need to start paying attention to all the Katies out there. Why? Because she could have been our future. Now it looks like she'll be someone else's answer to a crappy situation. As bad as it all seems, I prefer to think about our current challenge a little bit differently. I'm calling this the Great Reset. An incredible opportunity to address the systematic problems of our industry that have been around for years. So here's my reply to her. Word number one, don't ever put up with less than you deserve, no matter what anyone else has said to you or what others may have had you feel about yourself. Word number two, before jumping into another job, make a list of the five most important values about your next job that matter to you. Keep that with you all the time. Word number three, do your research about where you apply. What's the culture like? What are their core values? How do they treat their associates? And do they empower their employees or do they just grind it out? Usually the best person to ask is someone that works there. Show up around closing time, hang around, someone will want to talk to you. Everyone is hurting for employees right now so you can afford to be choosy. This will be your home and family for the next little bit and you are the one that gets to choose who you'll make family. Why did Katie need to leave her job? Does it sound like her manager valued her or worked to create a culture worth sticking around for? Yeah, that was probably someone else's job, right? To put it a little differently, listen to this post that CJ put up in a private group the other day. As a seasoned veteran of the hospitality industry, I sit on my couch after a long shift, having drinks, listening to music, contemplating whether or not this industry is worth sticking around in and seeing this nasty plague that falls over the unseen backbone of food industry as we know it. This year was tough for each and every one of us. And I feel like a lot of us came out second guessing if we made the right decision making this extremely hard and time consuming career a path we wanted to go down. For some of you, yes, you who went to school, studied, you got your degrees. But for all the other psychopaths holding it together like me, well, we were born to do it. It's in our blood. We love the thrill, stress, cursing, yelling, and screaming. And not many will tell you, but we thrive on the unorganized chaos. But at the end of the day, we pull together. And when you light that cigarette and start your car and tune to the music on your way home, you just want to start screaming in frustration. But you can't because at the same time, you also have this weird, warm feeling that you can't explain to anyone who hasn't been in the kitchen. It makes you smile because you know you just crushed it. And for one measly moment, you're at peace. But it doesn't last for long because you know tomorrow's Tuesday and you'll be back to work the next morning knowing you're going to have to do it all over again. No matter how tired you are, there's nothing that gets you out of bed in the morning like the anticipation of that one moment. What I'm trying to say is, where do we all stand post-COVID 2021? Is it still worth it for us? Is it worth pre-pandemic wages that most operations are still offering? Is the best we can do beg the home office or our boss for a better wage? We are the backbone. And if we're not on the line come service time, the powers that be, well, they can't make any money. 
At what point do we as chefs, line cooks, prep cooks, dishwashers say, we've had enough? Most of us won't do that because for some fucked up reason, we love the abuse we get at work. We love the beating we take at work. We love flirting with the staff. We love the free food and by God, the free soda and sometimes Red Bull. But is it worth our dignity, our time, our respect? We need to stand. All right, so let's unpack this a bit. I could go on and on about what CJ says in his post and, you know, rightly or wrongly or counsel him on what things he should and shouldn't say. But when I read between the lines, here's what I clearly understand about how CJ feels about his, well, I'm not even going to call it work because for him, it's a calling. I mean, why else would anyone stick around with that kind of neglect if he didn't feel in his heart that he was right where he was meant to be? Loving up his guests, clients, or residents with what he does with his hands and his heart. Sounds like he's very passionate about what he does. But here's the thing about passion. Passion will use you up like a junkie drains a syringe and tosses you aside because you are no longer of any use to him. Passion will convince you that loyalty matters more than your own health. So you stay one more day, one more shift, one more night, as you self-medicate the pain in your heart and the confusion in your brain. Passion unfulfilled in time leads to bitterness, which leads to what? Apathy. That's the word I want to talk about tonight. Apathy. Fuck it. It's the best it's going to be. What can I do about it except adjust my expectations, right? Really not much anything I can do. Going through the last 15 months brought everyone low. No one escaped the pandemic hole and it's become the fucked up PTSD version of Groundhog Day. So after a while, that grind makes us apathetic. So why bother? Listen, sometimes the house has to be on fire for the folks inside to wake up and go outside and get some water. For those resistant to change, sometimes things have to be so bad that they see no other recourse but to deal with the problem. This is an exciting and scary time, y'all going to take a new way of thinking about old problems and a new way of being to come up with solutions. Some of us cling to the notion that this is someone else's job to face, that it's enough just to come to work and do a good job. We stand there and watch the slowly unfolding disaster occurring right in front of us as managers and owners weigh the ROI on a smaller staff and increase cover counts. Some are actually trying to make up the revenue they lost during the pandemic by pushing the pedal down, careening towards operational collapse while they sit and count their money, patting themselves on the back as they show off the latest P&L, dripping with the blood and sweat of those who stay and make it possible. Really? We're going to leave the staffing problem to them to solve? Why? Why would you stay in a job that doesn't value you? I mean, don't get me wrong. I did several times in my career for reasons that now I can no longer fathom because it was going to be great exposure, a great experience, that I was going to be working with a renowned chef. You know, no problem that he's abusive, but, you know, all kinds of shit like that. We can rationalize just about anything. But at the end of the day, when my head hits the pillow, my heart cloudy, heavy, and bitter, I come finally to the true, true, unassailable truth. I will only and ever have the body, the relationship, the job, the bank account, and the boss that I settle for. Laying there so goddamn bone tired, I convince myself that maybe tomorrow will be different. But how can it be when I'm going to get up and mindlessly go to work and make the same fucking decisions that I made yesterday? 
and they'll probably be the same ones I make tomorrow. In a word, I became apathetic. I thought, as most of us think, that I'm tough enough, that I can wait it out, that someone will see and appreciate what I do and save me. No one is coming to save me. No one is coming to save you. Stop bitching, man, because no one will ever understand how much mental, emotional, and physical effort we put into our jobs, except maybe another chef, and they have their own problems. So if you're waiting around expecting somebody to come up and pat you on the back for everything you put in, you might be waiting for a while. We, my friends, are going to have to appreciate ourselves, keep our eye on the problem, ditch the fucking apathy, and put in the work. We have everything we need already. Just like hundreds of thousands of people making the decision to leave their jobs, I resigned my position after two years just recently. Want to know why? Because I wanted to tell a different story. I wanted to tell your story. I was reminded of this recently listening to Chef Jensen Cummings' podcast, Best Served, when he spoke about today's reality in the hospitality business, that every restaurant, pub, catering company is or should be a media company and a hospitality company, both internally and externally. We as chefs already have a leg up on that because all of us are storytellers. Look at our menus. We'd love to tell stories about where the food comes from, how it was grown, who grew it. There are very many reasons for our fellow chefs, line cooks, and dishwashers to be leaving. But one thing is clear. We are doing a pretty shitty job of telling the story of our operations. We're leaving it up to big media to tell the world how crappy it is to come into this field. And some of us are letting it happen. The answer, my friend, is in your pocket. Yeah, your phone. Craft the narrative of you, your operation, and start posting on social media. And I'm not talking about static images like food shots. Nobody gives a shit about that. Do videos of staff laughing as they're setting up the line. Do videos of you talking or training your cooks or servers. Be on whatever platform your prospective employee might be. Get over yourself or any hang-up you might have about being in that video and start telling the story. Because if you don't, someone else is. Because the reality is this is not a labor crisis. This is a crisis of apathy. This is a crisis of wages, yes, but more importantly, it's about a lack of culture, community, and compassion. And if you're waiting for someone else to fix that, then good luck. The hard truth is, if you're understaffed right now, then you have a culture problem. How you pay your people, treat your people, how you grow your people. You also have a story problem. No one knows it yet because you haven't put it out there in the way that prospective employees will understand. Operators like Noble Foods in South Carolina have had it figured out for a while now. Everyone on the streets knows that Chef Noble has instructed his staff, if someone applies that has a little talent and a lot of the right attitude, don't let them out the door. If we don't have a position, we'll make one. If you're looking for work like Katie, there are always a number of smart operators like Chef Noble in every town. But if you don't get off your ass, figure out what really matters to you and put yourself in action, you'll never know. If you're sticking with this field, good on you. But I have one request. Get cracking, creating a story that someone will align with and start spreading the news. Because if you wait for HR or you GM, it'll be a while before anyone joins you on the line. You can't blame anyone else, chef. No one else truly feels your pain. They're not in your clogs. And if you know you can't blame anyone else, I guess you'll have to start figuring out what you're going to see on that Facebook Live. By the way, 
The object of the video is to show how human and approachable you are. Don't worry about having the right words or looking good. The people who will be attracted to your voice and story don't give a shit about that. They just want to connect with you. And that's where they are. Now, two caveats to these suggestions. First, my lawyers. They're a bunch of dour, unimaginative pencil pushers, but they keep me out of jail. So there's that. They want me to remind you that if you own your own business, have at it. But if you are employed by a company, make sure you get permission to post on social media before you do. But at this point, why would any business stop you from promoting them for free? I don't know. Just do your due diligence and get their permission first. Secondly, when you do your videos, don't use your chef voice. You know the one I mean. The one where you drop an octave so you can use your big boy or big girl voice. Time check. Time check. One hour to service. The most important part of this is that you are authentic, fallible, you know, human. In today's social media landscape, nothing is hated more than someone putting on airs. Just be yourself. Like you would be with your partner. Yeah, that's the ticket. As far as the other operators out there who refuse to see the tsunami of their destruction on the horizon, well, like I said earlier, it's not like we were keeping silent about it. As a matter of fact, some of us, like me, have been ringing that fucking bell as hard and loud as I could because at the end of the day, to be told that I was right brings me no consolation at all. Instead, in that moment, I'll be warning all those that fell by the wayside that could have been helped or were either ignored or deemed not worthy enough to give a shit about. Don't let me see your name on that list. Not after hearing this episode. Finally, to hammer home the point, at least one last story to take us out. I went to see the film Roadrunner about Anthony Bourdain's rise to celebrity and his unfortunate, unjust, and very lonely end. One of his friends spoke about him in the film and said that she understood that his entire life he had friends and family who loved him. He just chose not to believe him. On the way home, understanding that story better than I wanted to, I said to Jennifer, it's not that he couldn't receive their love. He fundamentally didn't believe that anyone could love him because he never thought he was worthy of it. Or at least that was my story for a while. Fuck. Be worthy of your own love and stop fucking giving it away so cheaply to organizations, bosses, guests, and sometimes, yeah, family members who can't or won't make you that same bargain. That's it for our show. Really hope you enjoyed it. If you got anything out of it, please share it with a friend, share it with a coworker. Let them know that things are changing. There is a new way of thinking about hospitality and it's coming your way. Here at Chef Life Radio, we believe that working in a kitchen should be demanding. It just shouldn't have to be demeaning. It should be hard. It just doesn't have to be harsh. We believe that it's possible to have more solidarity and less suck it up sunshine, more compassion, less cutthroat island. We believe in more partnership and less put up or shut up, more family and less fuck you. Finally, Consider for a second for all the blood, sweat, ashes, and sometimes even tears we put into what we do. Really, man, at the end of the day, it's just some stuff on a plate. None of it really matters. Doesn't define you as a person or make you any more special or less than anyone else. It's just the dance that we're engaged in, so we might as well laugh and enjoy every bit of it, even the crappy parts, while we're doing it. Or didn't you know that the purpose of your life should be to enjoy it? Like it, happy. I fucking love it. I am 
humble. Goddamn, the glory box that I don't live on now. <laughs> you can reach out to the show at facebook.com forward slash Chef Life Radio, Twitter at Chef Life Radio, Instagram at Chef Life Radio. Visit the website at chefliferadio.com. Subscribe to the podcast in any of the major podcast directories. Please take a moment and give us a thumbs up and give us a review. It really does help spread the news. Thanks for listening. Until the next episode, be well and do good. Leave the hall light on, honey. I'll be coming home late. This show was produced, recorded, and edited by me, Adam Lamb, at the Dish Pit Studios in the basement bunker in Bardo, North Carolina. <laughs>